If you're the outdoorsy type and have ever found yourself in a tricky situation, this story is for you. It turns out that those of us who've been caught in a pickle often don't share these experiences because we don't want to look stupid. The Mountain Safety Council has released a new series of videos encouraging mountaineers to normalise these conversations and share their experiences with each other with the thought that this information could save someone else's life. Mountain Safety Council's Chief Executive Mike Daisley joins us now. Hi, Mike. Good afternoon, Missy. Nice to chat to you. Um, can you tell us a bit about these videos and what they cover? Yeah, I mean, you, you introduced them really well. So, I mean, the, the context here is that, that the mountaineering community is actually pretty good at sharing lots of knowledge and advice and, and, and welcoming uh, new climbers and, and people to that community. Uh, but as you also touched on, most humans aren't, aren't that keen to share some of the stuff that, you know, close calls and things that might have gone wrong. And this is just really about trying to encourage that in a positive way. And, uh, and, and that will, we believe, will help others realise you know, the, the, the frequency of these things can actually happen and um, everyone can make a simple mistake. What brought these videos about? Um, we'd undertaken some research late last year and uh, around a range of things within the, the mountaineering culture and um, we do a range of research for all manner of reasons. And, and this was one of the recommendations that came out of it, which was around trying to stimulate a, a broader conversation within the mountaineering community. And um, you know, everyone can realise that you know the, the, mount, the mountains are amazing. That these sort of alpine mountaineering environments are majestic, and um, but they're also a lot less forgiving than than, than the other places in the outdoors. And so, you know, simple mistakes you can make when you're walking down the street or in your, in your back garden or out tramping and hiking. Uh, have got much higher consequences in those those alpine environments, and um, so essentially, the more that can be shared, the, the more everyone learns about these things. You undertook a pretty significant research project as a background for this. You were looking at the culture, behaviours, and attitudes of the mountaineering community. That's interesting, eh? Because people probably think avalanches and safety are all about quite practical matters, but you're looking at what's going on behind the scenes and, and people's, I guess, psychological approach to this sort of stuff. Yes, a good good point, because this is about trying to, we were literally trying to explore um, the, from the, the mountaineers' perspective. So it's, it's one thing to keep telling people um, or, or communicating things about how to be safe in the outdoors, but it's always better when you, you really, really understand the type of people that are going into those communities and so understanding how, how mountaineers think and and some of the conceptions, preconceptions they have and their attitudes is, is, is pivotal. So then you can understand, well, this is how we can uh, get information to them and, and help them make better decisions. And, um, and, and in this particular case, this is just, this is just helping people um, feel comfortable about sharing close calls and, and simple mistakes that have been made. And as I touched on before, those simple mistakes have big consequences in those environments. Um, and so the more people, you know, new, maybe people are new to the climbing and, and, and mountaineering environment uh, can really appreciate that I can also make uh, simple mistakes because even these well-versed, experienced uh, climbers are, can also make mistakes. The data was interesting. Um, 
27 avalanche fatalities over about a 20-year period, and 70% of them involved mountaineers. I don't know if that'll surprise people or not. I mean, you expect mountaineers to be on mountains. I guess it stands to reason that they may be affected by avalanches, but, but perhaps people might expect that they would know enough to avoid them. Um, that's obviously not the case. Um, there's a bit of bit of, thing, a bit of that what you've just touched on there. A lot of it just comes down to the environment. As alpinists and climbers, mountaineers go into environments where, as it touched on, the consequence of, of a mistake is, is much higher um, and the environment's really unforgiving. So other types of alpine users, um, you know, they, they're not tend to, no, they don't tend to be going into the same sort of environments where um, an avalanche is going to have such a high consequence. And um, what was... It was not a big surprise to us, but it was, New Zealand's a little bit unique in terms of some of the research there was the, the percentage of, of mountaineers that were um, involved with, with fatal avalanches compared to, say, our, our international peers. And part of that's not the mountaineers themselves. It's, it's New Zealand's particularly unique alpine environment. We have an alpine environment surrounded by the ocean, and there's not many other places in the world that have that. Mm. So what sorts of stories have you heard then um, from these people that you've interviewed for the videos? Well, that's a great mix here. It's quite broad. So some of them, you know, Mount Cook and Mount Mount Araki, Mount Cook is obviously pretty extreme and high mountain right through to uh, Mount Taranaki, Maunga is is, is often considered, you know, during the summer, it's a great great little expedition on on a beautiful day to the summit. But in the winter, it's an extreme alpine environment. Um, so it covers all the different sort of pretty popular climbing environments and mountaineering environments for New Zealand, um, and, and a range of of things that have or decisions that have been made or, or simple mistakes that have been made, and and again that's just to, to help stimulate. Can you imagine these conversations that have been stimulated around the hut or around a, a coffee table before you're planning a trip, and and that's where the, the things that can help people make better decisions so uh, before they're out in these environments and, and they're given some thought to them before they head out and you know, these 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 great it's all down to the, the great um, experiences these people were willing to share for us anything uh, anything you can generalize into a tip for our listeners or are they all quite specific these experiences um, no, and it also is summarised in terms of, I guess it sounds a little bit too simple, but it's being prepared and, and these are about stimulating, stimulating those conversations which will help you be more prepared. Always going to you know the, uh, the avalanche advisory that we run, um, checking those avalanche forecasts before you go um, and, and always talking to other climbers and other mountaineers uh, before you're going. So you know, being connected to those mountaineering clubs is, is a key thing to help uh, gain knowledge and experience. Are you seeing more avalanches that are triggered by humans? Um, this year there has. I mean, it's, the weather events and, and no sort of should come as a surprise to people given the weather that's going on in the last couple of months. Um, but the, how that has translated this winter has been a really unstable uh, snowpack and that's been leading to um, a range of avalanches in places that haven't been typical, uh, mixed with a continued growth in participation. So you're getting a, uh, a positive thing, more people getting out into these environments and enjoying these beautiful places, uh, mixed with a pretty unstable weather system this winter. Um, and that's why it's been import- really important to stress these things this, in this particular winter. Um, but, yeah. The combination of people being out there is, is essentially triggering more avalanches as well.
Nice to talk to you. Thanks very much for this new resource and for all the work you do in Avalanche Safety. Thanks, Jesse. Thanks for having us on. Mountain Safety Council Chief Executive Mike Daisley. Um, the Mountain Safety Council owns and operates the New Zealand Avalanche Advisory, and that provides avalanche forecasts for 13 regions. Uh, an opportunity for backcountry users to share information on snow conditions and incidences and avalanches that can support other backcountry users. That's a good word, isn't it, backcountry? Is that a specifically New Zealand word? Probably not. But you do certainly, um, it does evoke New Zealand scenes, doesn't it?